Welcome back to Have You Heard? My name is Zoe. I'm the managing director and one of the co-founders here at The Social Shepherd. And today I'm joined by Kelly. Hello. Who is our people manager and EA. Um, and we've been tasked today to talk about company culture, mm-hmm. which is a minefield of a topic, to be entirely honest, um, and something that you look at really closely within your role here at the social shepherd so I think we can kind of split this into two different sections there's culture which is Mm. kind of to me what the company feels like what we're valuing yeah and then there's like the operational side of things and Mm -hmm. so like we're obviously consistently going to be evolving that you know we onboarded hi bob as our sort of HR holiday booking progress channel which was your lovely first task (laughs) that you loved loved you and Bob Bob. were best friends yeah we're dating yeah um and then there's like the the cultural side of things and like I actually have been doing some new starter inductions this week and like one thing that's really hard to keep a hold of at times I think is a really interesting topic here is like gossip culture yeah and something that I've been saying to everyone that's a new starter is just saying like I have like a zero tolerance policy for it Mm -hmm. and like I say that naturally every single business there's gonna be a little bit of like chitter chatter but I just don't think it's anything I don't think it's good like you don't want your name thrown around in those conversations Mm -hmm. um so from a cultural perspective, I mean, I think we're pretty good as a business. And I, I, I think, you know, there is a limited amount of that happening. So when it does happen, it potentially feels bigger than it may have yeah. Because you said to me the other week, you were like, yeah, but Zoe, normally you wouldn't be aware of these no. things. And that's it. And I think in my experience of anywhere I worked before, you know, you wouldn't be hearing about this. It'd be nipped in the bud before it even got anywhere mm-hmm. close to you hearing about it. But I think, you know, in one way, it's like a good thing because it shows you know, that people feel comfortable to kind of have conversations, but then equally, you know, I think it can be a bad thing because sometimes people feel too comfortable and discuss yeah. things that they probably shouldn't be discussing. Yeah. I, and I think that's the other thing is that like, um, I think, like po- I don't know if it's post COVID. I don't know if it's just like new generations coming mm. into the workplace. She says on like the cusp of millennial, like between <laughs> Gen Z and millennial. So I can't really like talk, but I think people have, um, different expectations yeah. of their workplace now and um oh. there's been I think we've shared a couple of podcasts between the mm-hmm. two of us where people have kind of discussed this and interestingly whenever I was up at Bath Spa Uni lecturing um this the sentiment was kind of shared between um yeah. the lecturers of the students expectations on university um but I do think people expect more from their workplace 100 percent. people expect us to be like a full 360 you know we're their employer we're their therapists we're their confidence we're their kind of we're their social life we're their social life we're their outlets to kind of vent their frustrations um and actually you know it is it does put a lot of expectation Mm -hmm. and pressure on us as employers but i think you know that balance of trying to kind of keep that open door where you are that that person but then also, you know, keep it really professional. And it's a hard one because one it feels like particularly with um, like entry level, where mm. people coming in, it's their first job. They haven't had any experiences yeah. to know where the boundaries sit. Yeah. So you almost have to teach people mm-hmm. where boundaries sit and like what's professional in a workplace yeah. and and kind of 
what to do there. And I think that if you don't do that early on, that has a massive hit on the culture. Of course. And I think as well, if you have people that, you know, have been here for a while, but who are displaying those kind of behaviors, that behavior is learned. And if they see others doing it, then they're likely to think that that's acceptable. So I think it is really important to kind of get that message across at induction stage. Yeah. But also there's still a lot of work to do for people that maybe are set in their ways and their style of working and the way that they kind of conduct themselves. So there is, there's always learning. There's always yeah. teaching. Yeah. And I think like the most important thing for me from a cultural perspective is I always say to everyone, like, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever's going on, like we should always move with kindness and mm-hmm. people's well-being is at like the forefront. But at the same time, like it can't be an excuse for poor behavior. Of course. So I always say like we move with kindness um, and like we're always supportive of one another, like we champion one another. Um, and I think it's a really difficult one for any like senior team members in the business or anyone in charge of culture because not every single person in the business is going to adopt the culture. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that like here, everyone says that the culture is the reason as to like why they yeah. want to be here. So it, it's, I think it's like a really interesting conversation, but I think a lot of businesses and like previous businesses that I've worked at haven't put the emphasis on culture. And it is so, so important to like yeah. myself, to Jack, like to you, but it is a difficult task to be able to, and I think it's it's a good one because we've got a good culture there already, but that doesn't mean it can't be improved and kind of like worked on. I would say that um, we're all responsible for the culture. Yeah. We are all the culture. Um, I don't think that is on one person, it's not on you, it's not on me, it's not on Jack, it's on all of us. And I think, you know, that is why it's so important that people do kind of respect, you know, the company ethos and our values and kind of what we're trying to achieve because we all contribute towards it. And I think if somebody maybe isn't displaying those kind of cultural expectations, it it does have a big impact. And I think we've gotten better at it. Well, Mm. are trying to get better at it because I think, um, like whenever we first started the business, if someone came into the business and they weren't like quite the right cultural fit, potentially, potentially, and I think we've maybe even done this sort of recently, we've mm. maybe been like more lenient with that because like, I always want to give everyone like a chance. And yeah. just because like there, we do something one way doesn't mean that we're always going to need to do it that way. And you can like learn from different people. But I think at the core of it, you're right in saying that like, we've got our core values. Mm-hmm. Um, which for anyone listening are transparency, um, team and passion. Yeah. Um, and so like, if we're not aligned in that, maybe people just aren't quite right, the right fit. And that's a very, lots of complete rarity that that kind of happens. But I think we've, I've definitely learned as we've had the business to kind of not compromise culture. Yeah. Um, cause it is so, so important. It's so important. It really is. I think, um, another interesting thing to kind of talk about would be like comparing cultures because I've got mm. experience in previous agencies yeah and what agency culture is and like I can see a massive massive shift um and like agencies are notorious for like a lack of work-life balance um and like even before COVID if 
everyone was glued to their desks until like seven o'clock and like there was no work from home Mm -hmm. like you had to like ask and like fill out a form (laughs) if you wanted to work from home and get like personal like permission from like your manager's manager (laughs) which obviously isn't good and I think the hybrid working and more flexibility and like autonomy over like working hours is really really important um but I can kind of see like the shift and and how different cultures have been expressed across different sort of agencies but you've worked in more corporate environments so this was probably quite a big shift for you whenever it comes to comparing the two different cultures yeah definitely and I think if anything that's kind of what my pull was towards working here um because there's just like an authenticity around it and there's just such an honesty with the culture um and I think you know, we touched on it earlier and said that, you know, when there's kind of like gossipy behavior or anything that's kind of going on, you tend to hear about it. And I think in some way, you know, in my experience, you, you wouldn't really, you, you know, the person kind of who leads the business wouldn't hear about those kind of issues. But I think the fact that you do is again, like a huge testament to the the culture that we do have. Um, but yeah, there's, there's massive differences. And I think that this does feel more, natural as a culture I feel like mm-hmm. you know what you and Jack have kind of built I think my job really was just to come in and kind of help that culture breed amongst like our new people and the, and the people that we already have because it was already there and I think there is you know a passion there that you just kind of don't see you know in a big corporate because yeah. I think you are like a big fish in a small pond and I think that the thing that we do well is everybody has a purpose and a yeah and a reason to be here and I think culture can only breed if there's process in place yeah. so like you know progression yeah. for example and I think people's ability to progression and having mm. their progression actively managed yeah. massively aids the culture of like growth and mm-hmm. like evolution um but you know we had a previous process it wasn't scalable necessarily. Then we moved over to high bob and now yeah. we've got a process that really kind of works. But I think um, whilst culture is like a feeling and it's kind of like what you breed and it's the behavior, it does need process that yeah. supports it. Like you can't go around saying like, we prioritize progression and then not have anywhere to actually write down and keep store of things mm-hmm. and like, you know, even little things like the manager feedback survey that we've done and stuff. Yeah. I think- I think there's, we're consistently trying to be better in terms of the process that supports yeah, our culture. Course. Yeah, we are. And I would totally agree with that. You do, you do need those processes. And I think we do carry through what we say we're going to do, you know? We we'll try our best. We do, yeah. Like, and, and, and like, I know that, I think sometimes like um, the wider business probably mm. doesn't see like how much work goes into it. Mm. Um, and that, like, that's the same, like every single department, you know, would, be shocked if they knew how much detail because everyone is so specialist um we do really really try our best and we're consistently evolving and learning at the same time well I was just gonna say you know as much as kind of as we kind of continue to develop and grow as a business and our teams grow you know there is an expectation on our team members to kind of adapt to that change but it's also like learning for us to kind of Mm. adapt to that change because every new stage we get to we've never been there before so it's kind of making sure that 
we kind of, you know, we are really confident in that next stage before we kind of yeah. bring it out. And like, we're absolutely not perfect. Like I would hate for anyone listening to this to kind of feel like we're kind of sat there being like, hey, we've got, we've got culture down to a T. <laughs> like we're amid, like, like there, there's still so much work to be done. And like, I think the one thing that we do have is we've got really, really good people. And yeah. like the people that are in the business are great and like I believe in each and every single one of them and we're getting quicker at like making sure that everyone and I want to clarify like 9.5 9.5 times out of 10 like we do a good job of hiring a good cultural (laughs) fit like (laughs) um but yeah there's there's always work that can Mm. be done and like I don't think you're going to ever walk into any business and particularly as you grow if you've got a thousand people in a business and you're hitting like 80% saturation of people that like really carry those company values like I know you'd obviously want 100% but at the end of the day people are people Mm -hmm. and they're going to be complex and definitely and I think you know that's really obvious the the more we grow and the more different types of kind of personalities and peoples and needs that people have you know they're all kind of getting really diverse and different and it's so it's just being able to kind of make sure that that is scalable and adaptable are are you worried about maintaining company culture as we grow I don't know I'm not because I think it's at the core of Mm. who we are and I think that you know as long as we have our champions who keep kind of um spreading that message and breeding that message and no I'm not because I think it's already there it's in us and we just need to make sure that we're still as good with our hiring decisions and we make sure you know we're vetting people for kind of skill set and their kind of cultural fit I don't I don't have any issues and also getting our processes right I think when they're kind of spot on um you know and they will be it's a year of processes a year of processes but you know I'm seeing the new office as a kind of like a real foundation yeah, to, to be for fair, some new processes at the minute because everyone's split across so many different rooms it's kind of yeah. hard to cultivate like yeah. a full old business culture like the only time everyone is together is in theory a hurry huddle and we don't have enough room for we everybody yeah, to so be there in person everyone's we're half and half at the minute so mm-hmm. the only times that we have like the full business is like at our birthday party or on strat day at the minute probably don't have as much of their attention yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah so I think um I do think that will have like a massive impact I I think actually as well like the environment that you're Mm. around massively it's like mentality and like you know if you've got a tidy bedroom then your mind is obviously like normally a lot clearer and like our office and I don't think you'll mind me saying this, it it's a shit show. At the it's minute. a pigsty. Yeah. yeah. Um there's boxes everywhere, like, and I think everyone's just kind of like grinning and bearing, like, we'll be in the new office in four weeks' time. Um, but I do I do feel that that will massively help. And like yeah. you and I are working together on like just like reestablishing like cultural and like behavioral expectations not that anything needs to massively change but I just think it's really important to stay on top of it as we grow definitely and you know as well as as much as us putting these processes in place and making sure those kind of expectations are really visible for people is also kind of then needing a reliance on other team members to kind of hold each other accountable Mm -hmm. and themselves so in that environment where we are open plan and stuff I'm really hoping that it will give people that kind of you know confidence say oh guys you know we're a bit 
busy here or you know can we keep it down a little bit I think sometimes there isn't enough mm. of like accountability and I think that that would massively help especially you know with a lovely new space where we need to put keep it really tidy and keep it really nice um I think that there'll be a lot more um initiative from people to do that it's a really hard one because you want to be like respectful to everyone like whilst you're discussing it yeah but at the same time like I don't think enough businesses talk about the challenges that come alongside mm. growing a business and maintaining culture and like maintaining healthy work practices but making sure that like people are getting the work done that yeah. needs to get done and I think like I'm learning so much where we go mm. through it but it is a very difficult topic to discuss it is a difficult topic to discuss um and again you know it's kind of that transparency is kind of there with us kind of on how the messages that we give and the information we give to people but also on people themselves because you know there is nowhere to hide if you mm. if you have to do the work if you're asked to do the work it needs to be done and you're kind of you know, that there is that kind of transparency there where there is just nowhere else to fall back on or nowhere else, no one else to fall back on. And there is that expectation that, you know, we we invest in you, but also equally we need you to mm. to do what you're asked to do. Um, and I think that's kind of another another point, actually, is the fact that with us, I think we are kind of quite... Um, honest with what we do and the fact that we don't kind of post everywhere online about you know any charities that we've donated to or anything oh no I, I hate oh, that so much that's where I feel like when I talk about our authenticity that's kind of what I mean is never kind of nothing is ever done for like a tick box in exercise I feel like we are really genuine and if we do something like that we tell our team and it's kind of really kept in-house and it's really like tight mm, yeah no I agree I think the um oh there's something I was gonna raise there I can't remember what it was um oh it was Maria's point earlier um about when people like describe a business as like a family oh. and it's just it's, yeah it is <laughs> and I, th I think it's really unhealthy to be entirely yeah. honest um someone actually did it earlier in the week and I was like please don't do that um and, but I think the issue is, is that like we kind of mentioned earlier, is that those like boundary setting exercises have to be put in place. And if you start thinking of like your colleagues as your family, then those boundaries naturally leak through. Of course. And I know that like, you know, there's this common phrase, like work wife, work husband, like partake in those if you must if that makes sense but I don't know if they're particularly helpful to anyone work sister uh, well yeah yeah <laughs> but um like I think you spend so much time with the people that you work with mm -hmm. and like you are naturally going to build like really strong bonds with them um because you're you're working together and you're going through things you're problem solving together and that's not actually going to bond anyone but like I think it's really, really unhealthy whenever people refer to businesses as a family. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think, you know, in any family, you always have, you know, the grown-ups, the mum and dad, who will kind of do more than mm -hmm. what the children do. And I think that that is, or like the cousin, you know, they always have kind of heads of the family. And I think there's that then underlying kind of expectation that you don't have to do as much because you've got other people in the family who will take the lead on yeah. stuff. Um, I much prefer like team yeah. because teams encompass lots of, you know, you have to have teamwork to achieve any goals. And I think that's everyone in a team is an individual. You're not just put there 
uh, from no choice. Yeah. I um, I think like a while back, people were referring to me as mum. I was like, do not call me mother. <laughs> it's like, I'm not maternal. Do you I have to think no what children. they refer to me as then if you're mum. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I just, um, I, and to be fair, I think it's like lovely in the sense of like, if people feel like comfortable and that they're supported yeah. and that like, you've got their best interests in heart and I would always want everyone to feel like that, but I'm not your work mother so, or your mother in general. Um, so yeah, I think that's just like a point mm. that it, and it, it's difficult. Cause like you want everyone to feel that way supported, but you've also got to like respect professional boundaries and of it's course. just like a whole. Yeah. Eking. I mean, I don't know anybody that would probably speak to their family and then come into work and speak to their colleagues like that. In the so, same way. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, again, where the boundaries are really blurred and the lines are crossed. So, um, I think we've probably yattered on or nattered on <laughs> for long enough now um but it is a really difficult topic to discuss so hopefully whoever's listening has found this mildly insightful or helpful um but obviously when discussing anything of this nature you've you've got to be respectful at of the course. same time um so yeah thank you for listening if you have listened thus far um and make sure to like and subscribe